Hey you guys, welcome to the Maine and Magic podcast, your stop for all things Disney. I'm your host Dawn Brown and this is episode 19. Whether you're adventuring in the parks or at home via Disney Entertainment, I'm here to bring you the guests and info that'll pixie dust your experience and we're picking up lots of new friends along the way. You can catch the links to our audio recordings via our website at mainandmagic.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Just search for the Main and Magic podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Main and Magic, and after the show, we invite you to join our community on Facebook to share your thoughts about each topic and to connect with other Disney fans. It's officially summer, and it is no secret that Florida summers are hot, hot, hot. So today, Katie joins me, and we share our tips for staying cool at Walt Disney World on your summer trip. We discuss everything from products we use to keep cool, simple tweaks and tactics for snacking and dining, and park-conquering strategies that save you time, energy, and sweat. So join us on the red car trolley as we take a ride to the crossroads of Maine and Magic. Welcome aboard, everyone. We have a fun episode today. We are officially in the heat of summer. So today we are going to talk about how to make the most of specifically a Walt Disney World vacation in the summer months. I grew up in the Midwest, so summer started for us when we could wear shorts, and it ended when we couldn't wear shorts anymore. So while summer is generally considered June, July, and August, to a lot of us, this summer, you know, the summers down in Florida are more like May through September. Uh, my Southern friends that were still wearing jackets in May, you know, feel free to adjust this to your acknowledged summer months. But the point is that it's considered hot for a lot of Walt well, Disney World visitors starting in May and going through September at least. So we're going to be sharing our tips for not only surviving Disney in the summer, but actually enjoying and getting the most out of a summer trip. So joining me, of course, is our Maine and Magic Preferred Travel Advisor, Katie Fisher from Pictures and Postcards Travel, lover of Disney in the summer. Love it. How are you? <laughs> um, I love some Disney in the summertime. It's, I love the heat. <laughs> I know you do. Um, I, I mean, we both, I, you worked through a summer at Disney. Yeah. Through three summers at Disney, one of them was completely outside at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom, which is very much the hottest park. <laughs> um, and I survived it. <laughs> so, between the two of us, you know, with Katie going there often on vacations in the summer with her own family. Uh, I've been there a few vacations in the summer, also worked three summers. We, between the two of us, we have all the tips. <laughs> so, Katie, I'm going to like flip over and kind of like let you get us started with some of your first tips. 
Um, yeah. And then we'll just kind of riff and go from there. All right. So my main, one of the first things that we ever did, and especially like my first few trips, um, and it, I, I can't, it's hard to hmm, book a longer stay. And hear me out with it. So first of all, a lot of people, when they go on Disney trips, you're taking your kids out of school and you can only get a week out of it. In the summer, it's a lot easier for these longer trips. And the reason I'm saying go longer in the heat is because it's hot and you want to take breaks. And taking if you're staying for even three days longer, um, you're able to not rush as much because you do have extra time to be able to go in the parks. So you can take breaks often. And that's something that we've always, always done as a family is especially in those on those August trips is we took a break in the middle of the day. So when all these people are dragging their kid at three o'clock in the afternoon, we're walking out, going back to the hotel, um, swimming for a little bit, taking a nap for an hour. And we go back to the park and we're refreshed and we can make it till the end of the day. And in the summer hours, all the parks are open a lot later. So you're not really losing out. Whereas if you have a shorter stay and you're trying to take breaks, you're not, you are kind of going to kind of rush a lot. So my biggest thing that I can say, if you're wanting to do a summer is just add on two or three days to what you're thinking of a trip. And I promise that not having to rush in that heat is going to make it so much more relaxing because that Florida heat is a killer. <laughs> it's, it's warm. It's, uh, it tires you out more. It's exhausting. But that's something that we've always done as a family as is, you know, taking those longer trips so that we can avoid rushing. And that's the yeah, one thing. that's a good point, especially for, you know, there's a lot of people out there who, like you said, they don't want to take their kids out of school. There's certain months when you, you know, when it maybe would be the best time to go. But especially to like teachers, they have yeah. specific weeks off. And the summer is a, is the easiest for a lot of people to travel. So I know I, I dig on Disney in the summer. Uh, I just, you know, I grew up where my dad's slow season is January, February, March. So that's always when we went. I did have a few trips. Like I went in May one time with my mom. Uh, we went in June in 2001 after my brother graduated high school um i've been in september you know on vacations it's still worth going uh in the summer for sure uh yeah. you just there's some strategy involved with making the most of it and not being miserable um yeah absolutely so I yeah the longer stay i i agree if you can if you can do it, you know, it, it's even worth it to, you know, save an extra six months so you can get those two or three extra days and right. it'll, it'll be worth it. Um, the one thing too, like a lot of people think, Oh, the longer I stay, I'm going to pay more. You are paying a little bit more, but when it comes to the parks, the this you know, the one slogan that, that I use a lot is the longer you stay, the longer you play, the less you pay. So your price per ticket to increase by a day or two when you're up to those six days is all, is a spit in the bucket. Basically, you hardly even realize that you're getting a whole extra day for a couple bucks. So it's really worth it. One of my big tips is 
when you do go in the summer, arrive before the park opens. Yeah. So, you know, if the posted park opening is eight o'clock, we're hearing now, especially they're letting people in the gates 30, 45 minutes early. So that gives you an opportunity to start earlier when it's a, a bit cooler out and you can head straight to that big attraction that has the long outside queue, you know, so you, yep. cause you don't want to wait in that long outside queue for two hours at noon. No. So, you know, you can get in, get into magic kingdom and head straight to seven dwarfs mine train, um, you know, or get into, uh, animal kingdom and, and head straight to flight of passage and, and get those big attractions out of the way first thing in the morning so that you are not waiting in those long lines outside in the sun and you won't feel so bad later (laughs) when do leave in the afternoon to take a break because you you kind of got that extra unaccounted for time right so that's one of my big ones is is get there early you know enjoy the cooler hours in the morning and and use that time to get through some of the big rides or the the rides that have the long outside queues that you know you're not going to want to wait in when it's hot outside yeah So I'm going to play on the opposite part of that. And I only say this because a friend of mine just went and they have been many, many times, you know, same as us. They were okay with, they they knew what they were doing, basically kind of um, knew what they were getting into and have seen a lot. So if they missed out on things, they weren't upset about it because they had been so many times. But what she told me she did is because it was so hot, they slept in. They relaxed a little bit. They swam at 11 o'clock. They got to the park at 12, 1 o'clock in the midst of the heat. Now, they're a little bit more relaxed because they enjoyed the pool. They're they're well-rested. And then they were, because they went so, you know, went to the park a little bit later, they were able, with three young kids, mind you, all under the age of nine, they were able to stay at the park until it closed at 10, 11 o'clock. And even in those late hours, they were able to get a lot done um, in those later hours in the eight, nine, 10 o'clock time because everybody was exhausted and had left all, you know, other guests were exhausted and left the park. So that's an option too, is to go later. But with that, you're going to have a lot, you are going to be waiting in those lines in the heat with that. So it's kind of a, up and down, you know, kind of which way you want to go. Because I would say about 90% of all Disney attractions, um, the majority of the queues are outside. Yeah, some some queues are lengthy inside, but for the most part, you're going to be waiting a good portion of the time outside, especially for a lot of the bigger attractions. But yeah, just to play on that, I actually had that on my list too, was to stay until park close because you can get in, if the park closes at midnight, which 
is very common in the summer. This summer might be a little bit odd, but for those that are already planning their trip for next summer, we're thinking of planning a trip for next summer. It is not uncommon for Magic Kingdom to be open till midnight, for Epcot to be open until 11. So if Magic Kingdom is closing at midnight, you can get in line for Space Mountain at 11.59 and they will not kick you out. The lines don't mm-hmm. shut down until park close. So you can get that last attraction in really after park close because by the time you actually get through the queue and get on the attraction, you can get you know that one last attraction in after park close. So you get a little bit of extra time in the park. And as a bonus, <laughs> when you're when you're heading back towards the front of the park at the end of the night after you go on that attraction, you could get some really cool photos. <laughs> yeah. The streets the tra- cleared out. And the transportation does not stop running until every guest is, you know, has left the park. Um, yeah. So that, that transportation can run, depending on how busy a park is, between 60 and 90 minutes after the park closes. So you're not going to be stranded at Magic Kingdom. <laughs> no. And no, too, with that, with, with the getting in line, it is based on Disney time, not your time. So if your phone says 11.58, but Disney time is 12.01, they, it's, it's based on their time. So just be very cautious of the clock that you're looking at when you try and get that last attraction in. Yeah, synchronize your watch to, to what it says in, on, the park, on the park clocks. Yeah, I like it. That's a good one. <laughs> so while, while we're talking about just kind of general um in the park kind of thing uh, one big thing and i um I, I knew about i've always known about the first aid stations and things like that um first of all first aid in disney should unfortunately you ever get overheated or anything like that there is disney security everywhere we've talked about it in past episodes um the first aid stations will help especially with heat exhaustion things but One thing that I did not know until I traveled with somebody who was a diabetic is if you have to go to the parks with insulin and insulin obviously has to stay cooled um, instead of lugging around a big ice pack with you, take your insulin. If you can, you know, if, if depending on how insulin dependent you are, um, you can go to the first aid station and they can hold your insulin as long as it's properly stored in your containers, they can hold your insulin in the first aid station for you in their coolers and they keep it marked with your name. You have to sign it in and out and everything. You can go as many times as you need to to that first aid station, but avoid carrying an extra huge ice pack if you can and utilize that first aid station for something like that. Or, you know, if if you're carrying, you know, bottles or anything that have to stay cooled kind of the same concept use that first aid station for those type of things because that that uh big ice pack that adds some weight and that little bit of weight it's heavy after a few hours i was gonna say that too like if you're traveling with small children you can use the baby care center whenever you want if you need to go in there to cool you know let your kids cool down a little bit yeah um we, I that too. We used that a lot when we went with James. It was every park we got stay out of there for a good couple hours and just relaxed and sat around. They're cute in there. I do want to say, you know, just kind of playing off of that, 
you have to pay attention to yourself and don't, you know, don't put, don't try to push beyond what you can actually do. You know, if, if it's noon and you're feeling it, just don't push yourself, find air conditioning it, you know, leave if you have to for a few hours. Cause the, the, that time from, and you guys know, I know, cause I'm in Texas and it's already brutal here. But like that time from noon to four is really th- just the worst. Yeah. Uh, the sun is just right on top of you. There's, it, it can get pretty harsh. So if you show up to the park early in the morning and you need to take a break in the middle of the day, you can come back 4.30, 5 o'clock. That sun angle is down. There's a lot more shade. It's starting to cool off as the sun goes down. Um, you know, take a break. So that that's one of my big ones is I personally will leave in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. I don't, because I don't mind getting up at 6.30 to get to the park by 8 and then staying till the park close. Like, because I can, I can leave in the middle of the day. I can go swim for an hour. I can eat lunch and I can take like an hour and a half nap and get a shower. And then, like you said, be refreshed to go back to the park. No matter what resort you're staying at, um, if you're staying on property, you know, you have the the bus, monorail, Skyliner, all that stuff. There's stuff to enjoy at every single resort. Yeah. You know, there's pools at every single resort. There's restaurants, you know, even the all-star resorts, you know, as much as you m- might think, oh, well, I'm just staying at the all-star resorts. Walk around your resort, you know, because your room is right there. So if you need to take a break, you can just walk back to your room, but walk around your resort. Look at all the details. Take some fun pictures with your kids. You know, enjoy what's there at a leisurely pace where you can get to shade or air conditioning very easily without fighting a bunch of crowds and, Mm -hmm. and just use those hours in the middle of the day when that sun is really high and harsh to, to get, to get a break and all that stuff. Yeah. And the resorts are a lot less crowded in the middle of the day too. So you could potentially have a main pool to yourself, you know, make it, it'll feel like it's to yourself. Um, you get some really good pictures without other kids running around in your pictures there. The resorts are dead during the day. I, I will say, so one thing that like my dad always said, whenever we go on, on, on trips with my dad is it, it sounds so silly. And as an adult now, like I, I noticed when I, when we went in May and it was hot when we went the very, the first weekend of May, it was, you know, 96, almost every day, I think is as silly as this is going to sound. Keep a mental note of the last time you went to the bathroom. Because if you haven't gone to the bathroom in six hours and you're in that heat, most likely you are not drinking enough water. And I mean, that's, you know, kind of a common sense kind of thing. And it sounds silly and health class 101, but you should be drinking a lot of water when it's that hot. And if you're going to the bathroom every hour, that's a good thing when you're in that heat. So just kind of keep a note on that. And that's one thing my dad always said is, it's okay that you have to go to the bathroom again because that means that you're hydrated. So that's a good thing. 
So, I mean, simple little, like you said, taking care of yourself and know where your body's at. Like that's, and I, I noted my, I was telling my niece that like, you know, we're going, taking a bathroom break. She's like, I don't have to go. I'm like, then you need to start drinking some water, start chugging. <laughs> Cause you should have to go with us. So two things about that. I actually did faint in the park in the summer from heat exhaustion (laughs) while I was in costume on stage as a cast member. It was extremely embarrassing (laughs) because I was not drinking enough water. And if you're going to be standing in the sun and the heat, you need to be drinking water. So after that happened, (laughs) um, Disney actually was noticing issues with their cast members. They handed out water bottles to anybody that wanted them. And they were these really cool, like they were probably like 30 ounces. So just, you know, a little bit bigger than like a normal 20 ounce Coke bottle. And it had like a neoprene sleeve. So you could like clip it to your belt loop or whatever. And I used to fill that thing with water every night, stick it in my freezer and then grab it on the way out the door to go to work. Now, you can fashion something like that. You might even, at this point, you can probably buy something like that on Amazon. So you can clip it to your belt loop or uh, like your backpack strap or something like that. Um, But with the resorts, you know, if your resort room has a freezer available, fill a couple of those water bottles out, up, stick them in the freezer grab them on your way out the door in the morning. It's not going to last you all day. The ice is going to melt. I think mine, you know, I probably left for work at like 6.30. There, it, you know, it was probably completely melted by 10.30, but the water would be still cold, you know? So I, I, I'd have that cold bottle of water till probably noon before it was empty, at which point, you know, you're ready to go sit down for lunch somewhere anyway. But just having that ice... It's, you know, kind of an ice pack you can drink <laughs> available as the as you start to feel the day warming up. And it's great, too, because you can use it to cool your body down. So, you know, mm-hmm. just like in the winter, you lose a lot of heat through your head. You can actually cool your body down through your head. So I would just like hold it up to each one of my ears for a few seconds and, you know, hold it on the back of your neck. And it it there's like a flush of you know, relief kind of over your body. So you'll be hydrated. You'll have something cool on you if you need to just cool off for a minute. I highly recommend do, doing that. I, I I won't even consider going in the summer if I can't like freeze a bottle of water. <laughs> um, the other thing too with staying hydrated and you all know this, but you ignore it. <laughs> promise you avoid caffeine and carbonation now i'm not telling anybody that they can't have their morning coffee because i'm not going without my morning coffee but you know that when you drink that coke at noon outside in the sun it (sighs) tastes good in the in the immediate sips of it and then later it feels like crap because you're you have a belly full of carbonation 
and the caffeine and sugar is just like you're gonna get a headache and you're gonna feel gross so save save the carbonation and the you know (laughs) and the the caffeine for really early in the morning before it's 108 degrees or after the sun goes down when you're not just baking in the heat so great minds speak alike because i was just about to say right before you said that about drinking lots of water and knowing your body is avoid also the power aids that disney sells because one isn't bad because it does have you know your electrolytes in it but especially your younger kids who want to just drink that blue sugar all day I James has had the ramifications of too much Powerade in the Disney heat. Um, let's use your imagination. <laughs> we, don't uh. buy, we, don't, <laughs> we don't buy blue Powerade anymore when we go to Disney. <laughs> um, so, you know, one might not be bad, but encourage water. That sugar is not good in the heat sometimes. Or... Disney sells smart water. So smart water is regular water that has the electrolytes in it. So if that's why you're buying a Powerade or a Gatorade is for the electrolytes, save the sugar and just buy a a smart water. Yeah, that's a good, I forgot that they were selling that now, the smart water. That's terrible. Oof. Sickness. (laughs) Oh, Oh, it was not fun. And uh, the other thing, when when we went, when James was 11 months old, um, and I still don't live this one down. We were giving him apple juice because, you know, he's a baby. He's less than a year old. Like it was lunchtime. We gave him his little pout, applesauce pouch and then he was drinking apple juice and we weren't paying attention. I mean, we were, but we weren't. Whatever. Um, didn't see a bee floating around his sticky little hands. And at 11 months old, James had his first bee sting in Disney on the bridge on the way to Mexico. So watch your kids with the sugar and the apple juice and things like that. Cause there are Disney still has bees. <laughs> yeah. place <laughs> They don't have a bubble over it to prevent bees from coming in. So yeah, just watch the sugar with the insects. Uh, another simple thing is misting fans. I have that too. It's kind of top of mind. Cause I worked at one of the carts that sold them, which again, the cart in the middle of animation courtyard at noon in July. (laughs) Yeah. So those, those misting fans are a saving grace for literally everyone. (laughs) Feel free to spray cast members as you walk by them. They will thank you. I will give everyone a tip though, is I mean, unless you really, really, want to pay the 20 some dollars for a Disney one and then it's big and bulky and bring it back go to the dollar store or five below buy a cheap one bring it with you and when you're leaving give it to another family that is just coming in for their steaks there's only a couple bucks it's less you have to travel with and sometimes those ones are even nicer those are not as bulky basically is the reason why yeah the Disney ones are kind of big I don't know how much water they hold. Probably 15 ounces. 15, 16 ounces. So, yeah, you don't necessarily need that much because you can fill it up in any bathroom. You know, you right. You need like, something that holds like six or eight ounces. 
Now, the one thing I have on my list to go along with misting fans to avoid is those O2 cool um, water bottles that have the mister on it also. So your kids are drinking out of it and then spraying. Think about what your five-year-old's water bottle looked like last time you let them take a sip of it while you were sitting somewhere. And all that stuff that's floating in it. And then they're going to use that same water to mist their face. So my personal opinion is don't buy the one that they can sip on and then spray their face with. Noted. (laughs) I think about it. It's a great idea. Like two for one. They drink water. They cool off. Think about what that water might look like that they're spraying in their face. Didn't think about it till I actually had one of those. I'm like, this is really gross. (laughs) And not me. Like that James had. Like, nope. We're good. We're not using this no more. Uh, the one thing that I and I actually have this. It's called a Misty Mate. Uh, they sell them on Amazon. They are a little bit more expensive, but it has a pump on it, like a little portable, like old school, you know, pump bike pump almost. And it has an automatic trigger, so you just push the button and it lets off this mist, like a continuous mist at you with it. That's the one that I use that I bring with me. Cool. I'll have to look for that and put a link in the show notes. Another one, super simple. You know this already, but I'm just here to remind you. (laughs) Pack a spray or lotion or whatever, suntan lotion. Because getting burnt on the first day and then trying to go back out and enjoy the parks when you have a sunburn and then all that heat on you that is overwhelming so just take care of your skin try to avoid getting the sunburn so you're not doubly hot I know it's super easy, but you can lose time so easy at Disney. Like you're supposed to reapply this stuff like every two hours, you know, but you could lose four hours at Disney and before you even realize it. (laughs) So, you know, just pay attention to the time. And again, if you, if you can set like an alarm on your clock, you know, say for every two hours and then say, okay, we know every two hours the, the alarm's going to go off. Whatever we're doing, we'll reapply our suntan lotion. Well, I'll chug some water. So you at least know everybody has been sun protected and, and gotten some hydration. <laughs> yeah. We, um, we did use a lot. Of, when we went in May, we did use a lot of sunscreen. But the other thing that we used is the first time ever using them, and it was actually really nice and i'll um find the ones that we got and uh send you the link um cooling towels and you can buy like a three pack a five pack they're not very expensive right on amazon you can buy disney brand ones when you're at disney they actually work really good i was shocked i i was skeptical of cooling towels until i actually used cooling towel it was very nice (laughs) Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of people talk about those recently. So they must have figured out the technology to make them actually work. Yeah, Um, we're, um, you know, re-wetting it quite often because it was so hot. But it was really nice to just run into the bathroom when you pass the bathroom or a water fountain, re-soak it, 
the water's cold in the water fountains. Wring it out, shake it out, and we were good for a while. They were nice. And on top of that, put it over your shoulders, and it was preventing our shoulders from getting sunburned, even while having sunscreen on. So, twofer on that one. Okay. My next one is kind of specific for people that are like, you know what? I'm going to Disney in the summer and I only get two days in the park. So I am not leaving the park to take a nap and go to the pool. I'm staying sun up to sundown. All right. This this is for you. This is for my long haulers here. All right. (laughs) Schedule your dining between one and three in the afternoon. Yep. It, this this is this is good for people who do want to leave in the afternoon too. This is twofold. One, the on times for lunch, the, the busiest times for lunch are from about eleven to one thirty. Everybody in the park is trying to get in to you know, Pecos Bills and any place that's inside, right? Mm-hmm. To to do their lunch between eleven and one thirty. So. If you can schedule your lunch, you know, make your lunch reservation or put in your mobile order, right? Because you have to start thinking about, you can't just walk up to any place now and get food. You have to kind of plan ahead. So if you can make your your ADR, your advanced dining reservation, or when you get in the park in the morning and, you know, I'm staying all day or I'm not going to leave until later in the afternoon, put in your mobile order to get between like one and three, you're going to be there at a slower time, right? Cause everything's opening back up now. So it's going to be hundred percent capacity. Also it gets you out of the sun for, uh, you know, probably an hour, 45 minutes during that hottest part of the day. So you get a break in a lighter crowd and you get your break when it's, the hottest out so you can gather yourself to go back out there when you're all done. That's a good one. I concur. So I have a, I have a two that kind of go together and one of them is going to show everybody. If you already haven't figured it out, how OCD I am on Disney vacations. (laughs) Um, Very. So you can utilize a grocery delivery system. Uh, there's Instacart, Amazon grocery delivery. Get on your first day, get a cut, depending on how big your family is, get a couple cases of water delivered to you. Now, it might not be Dasani, might pay a little more for Dasani bottles, but you can buy like the cheap Nestle bottle water. You're going to pay about $7. For 36 bottles of water. So hear me out with this math here. In Disney, one bottle of water costs you $3.50. So if that bot that case that you purchase from you know Publix, you get it delivered. As long as you consume three bottles of water from that case, you saved money. Right? Makes sense. So here's where my OCD comes in. When we get the water, we throw a ton of water in our fridge. Obviously, it's not all going to fit. So we put a ton of water in the fridge. When we go to bed, we go to the ice machine. 
we fill our, after we've done everything we need to before we go to sleep and brush our teeth and all that, we fill the sinks in the bathroom with ice. We put four or five bottles of water from the fridge that's already been cooling. We put that in the sink. We pour the ice on top of it. We take warm water, restock the fridge with the warm water. The next morning, we aren't using the sink overnight. The next morning, we have five, six bottles of water that are super, super ice cold because they've been sitting on ice all night. And then we just rotate them every night. So that's, you know, it's, it's a constant rotation. It sounds super silly, but being on ice, that water's a lot colder than, not that the fridges don't work, but ice is going to make it colder. Um, so we bring our ice, our water that we had delivered with us to the parks. Now, by noon, a couple of those bottles aren't going to be as cold as they were, but they're cold for a while. The biggest thing of any of that is buy your water from the grocery delivery system. Yeah, because, uh, and that's good too, you know, if you are going to be going back to resort in the afternoon, you can order snacks along with it, granola bars and, you know, whatever, whatever your kids like to snack on or your, you know, adult companions like to snack on. It's, it's becoming more common, like you said, because it can save you a lot of money. It really can. Yeah. Another one of mine is this, this is again for my long haulers <laughs> that are bound and determined to stay from sun up to sundown or, you know, my people who are like, I don't want to leave for five hours in the afternoon, but I'm, you know, I'm staying, I'm staying at a resort that's close by and I'll leave for, you know, two or three hours, whatever. Do rides with long inside queues during the hottest hours of the day. So think about like Pirates of the Caribbean has a really long inside queue. You don't need to do that at eight o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Save that one for, you know, after you eat lunch, it's two o'clock and there's no shade because the sun is directly above your head. Like, if you turn around, it'll actually be standing right behind you. (laughs) You know, so do that, do that attraction in the middle of the day because you'll be covered while you're waiting in, in line. And also, similarly to that, is do attractions that move and give you some airflow. So think like the TTA the train around Magic Kingdom, the Liberty Boat. You're covered. They're moving, so you're going to get some airflow. You can sit and relax on all three of those. Yeah. Think about, like, you. this really is about strategizing where you're spending your time and when. Because let me tell you... Standing outside at two o'clock in the afternoon in July for Expedition Everest or, yeah, (laughs) it's, you know, or Aladdin's Magic Carpets. You're going to hate life. It's going to be terrible. So think about what time it is, which attractions have the inside queues or 
attractions maybe that have outside queues, but they move fast because they're people eater rides like uh, Haunted Mansion, Little Mermaid, you know, where it's just a continuous ride. So they can, they can push thousands of people through in an hour and the line is constantly moving. So you're going to, you're going to get on it faster. Yeah. And I kind of, on top of that, go, I mean, obviously like when I help any of my clients book their trip, we talk about what is it that you really, what are you going for? Why are you going to Hollywood studios? Why are you going to uh, magic kingdom? You know, what things do you really want to see? Because I'll be honest with you, and it's it's the ugly truth, but you're not seeing it all. No matter if you go in August or February, you are not seeing everything, whether you stay for five days or 25 days. Eh, well, 25 days, you'll see it all. But you're not going to see it all. So when it's that hot and you're sitting there saying, oh, pushing yourself and you know you're exhausted, and you're like, I, we got to do this. We got to do this. I don't want to miss anything. You're going to miss stuff. It's just the, the ugly truth. You're going to miss stuff. So enjoy what you're doing. And, you know, if you're going in Dumbo in that awesome little kid thing that you get to sit down and relax while there's a nice breeze on you or, you know, a little bit of air conditioning on you, don't rush your kid out of there. Just soak it up. Watch them play for half an hour because... You're cooling off there, you know, getting some energy out. And that's kind of the best thing. It sounds so silly and corny, but really, like, just enjoy what you're actually doing. Because you're going to rush to see it all and miss the most important things. I concur completely. I know you have more. You do. So this is... um if you're, this is kind of for our, our people that are only going for a few days. I do have some clients who are only going to Disney for, you know, five, six days um, coming up. And when I was telling them this, they actually did book this resort because of it. But let's say you are going for a shorter amount of time in the summer. And the only reason you're going is because you want to see Epcot and drink around the world. And you want to see Galaxy's Edge, right? Your two parks, those are the only two parks you plan on going to. Pick a hotel that's right there. If you're, you're going to pay a little bit more for those, but you have Yacht Club, Beach Club, and the Boardwalk Resort all within walking distance to these parks. So now you're only seeing two parks. It's hot out. Taking that break for an hour in the middle of the day isn't that bad because you're not having to wait for transportation because you're a five minute walk back to your resort. So you can be in and out of the park without, you know, even thinking about it. So if you're going to go to Disney and you're going for a short time, pick a resort that's close to the parks that you want to go. Now that doesn't really apply if you're going to see all the parks because there, you do have to do transportation, but if you're only going for a couple parks, that's kind of my biggest thing that I could tell somebody, especially in the heat. Yeah, if you're hitting Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Right. Stay at a monorail. Stay at any of the Magic Kingdom resorts, yep, and hop on the monorail to Epcot and Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Kind of playing off of that, we kind of mentioned it earlier, is if you're going to be, you know, depending on the length of your stay and what your goals for your vacation are, 
I recommend a park hopper with the water park option. (gasps) We, you know, we talk about going to Walt Disney World all the time. And I feel like something that gets overlooked a bit is the water parks. And I think that's kind of sad because I love their water parks. (laughs) They're really fun. They're worth going to, um, especially if you... You know, my brother and I, we were like pool kids. Like, just if a hotel didn't have a pool, it was trash. It could have been a Ritz, (laughs) like five star, thousand dollars a night hotel. If it didn't have a pool, it, it was garbage. So we always loved anything with a pool. So when we got to go to the water parks, we were just on, you know, seventh heaven. So if you have kids that are super into the water parks or if you don't necessarily want to, you know, you don't really care about hanging out at your hotel pool, but you're down for some slides or, you know, um, Tycoon Lagoon has the, the wave, the surf pool. I think they call it technically a surf pool. Yeah. The water parks are super fun. And again, those are going to close a little bit earlier in the day. So if you want to, you know, hit the water park from like, I mean, you could really go all day. I think they're usually open from nine to five, but you know, even if you didn't want to stay all the way until five, maybe you're good from like nine to two or three, you can go back to your hotel, take a break, get a shower, get dressed, and then head off to Epcot for dinner and drinks and you know, Harmonious is going to be coming here soon, starting October 1st. So you can see the nighttime show. The park hopper with a water park option is, it's such a great option. And it really can break up the monotony of this, you know, the standard Disney theme park. It's, it's just a little break you can give yourself between Magic Kingdom and Epcot and Studios and Animal Kingdom and like running from roller coaster to roller coaster and all of that kind of stuff. It's just a fun little break where you can play and just enjoy truly a Florida summer. So on top of that, Disney in the past, um, if you wanted to do water parks, you had to get what's called the park hopper plus so disney has a park ticket which is one park per day the park hopper which is you can come and go into whatever park you want um obviously you have to have a park reservation for that first park and then you can hop at 2 p.m to a different park then the park hopper plus is obviously the park hopper but it allows you to go to the water parks for a certain amount of days depending on the Um, number of day ticket that you have but what they added recently is called the water and sports package so you could get a one park per day ticket if you chose to and add on the water and sports ticket which basically is like the park hopper plus minus the hopping so that's new. You don't have to have a. You don't have to get that hopper plus anymore to be able to go to the water parks for uh, a little bit less. But water parks was um it was it was on my list is enjoying those water parks. It's that's uh, one thing that we always we either would do it on a break day or 
if there was a park that was open later that day, um, a lot of times Epcot's open till 11 o'clock is we would do a water park on the day we were going to Epcot because we'd go enjoy the water park, like you said, till two, three o'clock. And by that point we were done with the water anyway, went back, changed, napped and still had six, seven hours at Epcot. So the water parks is a great thing in the summer to, to cool off. And there isn't that new option for the boat rentals and, and, or is it for the water parks? I saw two online. I noticed that they had two. There was one that was with the water park option. And then the other one was, what did you call it? The water sports option. So that one is for, um, the water and sports is for the water park access. And then also wide world of sports, because you can't just go to the wide world of sports. You have to have a ticket to get there. Oh, okay. Wild sports. Okay. Yeah. I I love the water parks. And I think if you're going in the summer, they're both open. You know, when we used to go in the winter, January, February, March, there was always one that was closed. Yes. So, you know, back in the day when they had length of stay ticket where the park hopper included the water parks, we only ever had one available to us. So in the summer, you have both. And, I, you know, look, depending on how many days you're going, I would do both. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I think they're, they're just, they're so fun. And especially, you know, when you can go, when you know you can, you know, try to go to Magic Kingdom or Epcot or studios later in the day, uh, man, it's, it's a deal, I think. Um, but if you can only choose one, you know, just take a look and see which one you think your particular group would like better and, you know, definitely do it. it it's worth it. It's a, it's a really fun day. And they, um, both, they both have their pros and cons. Like personally, um, Typhoon Lagoon, it's not that their water slides are lacking, but they are a little bit. The Typhoon Lagoon has the awesome wave pool and then Blizzard Beach's wave pool is not you know anything to write home about but their water slides are top notch at blizzard beach yeah they do have the pros and cons and like typhoon lagoon has the water coaster yes um so yeah it it just kind of depends on your family right but is it your turn i'm i'm looking through my list i i'm no, looking for what i meant here no. <laughs> um oh since we're kind of already talking about park hopping and I mentioned this earlier, another tip is depending where you start your day, if you do, if you are booking with the park hopper option, you, cause you can still book where, you know, you can say on Monday, I'm going to magic kingdom and I'm only going to magic kingdom. But if you do decide to upgrade and do the park hopper, yeah, you can park hop to a cooler park. If you feel like you're getting overheated or uncomfortable, but you want to stay, you still want to do attractions, you can head to a cooler park. So this is, you know, for, for my friends that love Animal Kingdom, if you started your day in Animal Kingdom, like I said, <laughs> case in point, as, I, as I'm passing out in the middle of my... <laughs> my shift <laughs> uh, to the horror of my my fellow cast members uh, you can hop to a cooler park animal kingdom is the hottest park so 
you know, you, know you can have, where is, what's that? Do you know why it's the hottest park? I actually what? just, I, I, I know why it's the hottest park and it is legit the hottest park. So because it is animal kingdom and there's animals everywhere and there's trees everywhere um, and the Florida heat and the humidity and all of the trees to kind of go along with the, ambi- the ambiance of animal kingdom and these natural habitats, it is essentially a rainforest. Yes. It's, it's like a greenhouse, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. And a lot of people don't know this. They might think, well, you know, a lot of the stuff's outside. Yes, but it is st- structurally and environmentally completely different than the other three parks. 100%. Um, it's also the largest of all four of the parks at Walt Disney World. Yes. So you're probably, if you look at, you know, if you're one of those people that counts your steps, <laughs> you, Epcot might rival it in steps just because the the loop around World Showcase is 1.2 miles. Uh, and then when you add in walking back and forth through Future World, you, you know, Epcot might rival it, but Animal Kingdom is you're going to be moving around a lot more. It's bigger and it is environmentally and structurally completely different from the other three parks. So, you know, get there early before the park opens. Do what you can. And when you start to feel it, you know, just pop on a bus and and head to really any of the other three parks. But I would say of all the parks probably Epcot is the coolest park because they have large show buildings. You know, when you're waiting in line for Soren, you're waiting in line inside. Um, So, and even like the, the queue for, you know, I keep always still wanting to call it grand fiesta tour (laughs) (laughs) in the Mexico pavilion. Uh, you know, you're waiting inside and even frozen ever after has the long inside queue, the way they've got it kind of looped back and forth, um, Mm -hmm. in that show building. So, and again, making your way around world showcase, you're walking from shop to shop. So the only time you're really outside is what was what, you know, when you're moving from the Mexico pavilion to the Norway pavilion, and then you can walk through the Norway pavilion inside. And then you move over to the Germany pavilion and you walk through the Germany pavilion inside. So there's a lot of places to get air conditioning in Epcot. And, you know, depending where you're at and what you're trying to do in the studios, there's lots of air conditioning too. Um, and Katie and I already talked, like, we're going to do park-specific tips for summer, um, probably sometime in the future, because uh, each park has its own, you know, personality and its own escape hatches, if you will, like little secret places that you can kind of go cool off and, you know, use the day fully, if you will. But yeah, so that's, that's a, a big tip is if... If you're feeling overwhelmed, overheated, um, and you want to move out of one park, you know, just park hop over to a cooler park, you know, think about what you want to do at the other parks and determine if that's going to give you time to be waiting inside and then just head over to that park. So kind of along the lines of inside the show buildings and everything is when it's that when you're in the middle of the day, go shopping. 
go look in the stores. Um, and that kind of goes along with anywhere, not, you know, not necessarily park specific, but go inside all, all the main entrances areas specifically are where a lot of the big shops are. So I'm going to say something that currently is not available, but I'm going to give you the second option. Um, go shopping in the middle of the day and send the things back to your room. You can do that as long as it's not like the last few days of your trip, which this that's the part that they're not currently doing. They're not sending stuff back to the room, but you can rent a locker that's in, in and uh, you can go in and out of the locker as many times as you want throughout the day. So you can throw the stuff in there, but go do your shopping in the middle of the day. It, all of those buildings are air conditioned. So go take advantage of that for a little while. Check out the souvenirs that they have. You're going to have that on my list too. Yep, shopping in the middle of the day. Because, again, especially for my long haulers, the, I'm getting there, you know, this is a rope drop to kiss goodnight resort, uh, a park day for me. You know, yes, during the noon to four hours, eat eat your lunch, take a long lunch. <laughs> yeah. Ride the train that you haven't ridden since you were five. Go shopping. Even if you don't buy anything, you can kind of scope out like what you might want to buy at the end of the night. You'll know where it's at. And again, you can see like what park specific things, because there's going to be things that Magic Kingdom that you can't get at Downtown Disney. A lot mm -hmm. of things you can at World of Disney, um, but there's going to be specific things. So yeah, go shopping. Yep. I'm hoping that they do um, bring back the pickup. Again, because that was such a great service that I did not use enough. The lockers are big, though. I was surprised in the size of the lockers. It, it fit a lot. Yeah, I, I'm just, I know myself and I know I wouldn't want to use, I, I know I wouldn't want to deal with a locker. So I would end up just kind of scoping out what I wanted and then going back and buying it at the end of the night. But yeah, when they bring back package pickup, I... It's great. You have to be staying at a Disney resort to use the service. Um, and you cannot do it the day that you're leaving. You know, when they bring it back, I'm sure there's going to be things that are different about it. But just keep an eye out for that because it was a really great service. Because sometimes, you know, you're blowing through and you see something and it's the last thing. And it's like, man, do I want to take a chance that I come back here at nine o'clock tonight and it's gone, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> that's yeah. definitely happened to me, <laughs> um, especially when you're going for special events, you know, it, you got to buy it when you see it sometimes. Right. But yeah, no, that's such a good tip. I had that on my list, too. So great minds. All right. I have another one, though, too. Hit me, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, you know, our, our prime hour that we're talking about here, that 12 to 4-ish, do not do a show at that time. Don't go do Indiana Jones. Don't go do Beauty and the Beast. Because it sounds great. You're sitting. But they are huge. They're not air-conditioned. They pack it in so you are butts to elbows with the person next to you that you may or may not know. And <laughs> it's hot. 
So if at all possible, those outdoor shows that you're like, oh, I, could, I just want to go take a load off. Go do that somewhere else where you're, yes, you're getting something done, but it's hot in those little, like Indiana Jones especially, it's hot in there. It is. So keep an eye on what, you know, where you're going. If you're already heated, that little bit of sitting is not necessarily going to help you. No. Yeah, you got to look for things like, uh, you know, the Little Mermaid show is indoors. Uh, or Finding Nemo, um, you know, the Finding Nemo musical over at Animal Kingdom is indoors. So those are great. Yes. For, for that time. But yeah, you pay attention to what attraction you're actually going to see. Because, <laughs> yeah, it it can get hot. Yeah, you're right. That Indiana Jones one, man, it's, okay. it's just the way that it's situated or something. And there's pyrotechnics, so they have these big, I mean, it's... Oh, yeah, and you can feel that fire even when you're sitting in the back. Yep. Good call. Good call. Unless <laughs> I, I, I can only say it because we've done it. and we. I was going to say, I feel like that came from an experience. <laughs> oh, let's so relax. Let, yeah, your feet feel great when you're done, but man, do you smell. <laughs> I think literally all of these have come from an experience. I'm, as I'm like looking through my list. Yeah. This is how I strategize doing Disney in the summer. I'll let um, you go, but my next one is also an experience. <laughs> Uh-oh. But you go. It's your turn. Okay, my next one is go to an after-hours event. I've never... I, I've done holiday parties, so we're talking Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, those are different because right. they have a lot more special, special things for you to see that are not necessarily going on attractions. So those are a little bit different, but an after hours event, they're, you know, okay, they're doing Mickey's boo bash. This is considered an after hours event. So it's three hours long. But you can get into the you can get into the park two hours before the event officially starts. So you know you'll get five hours in the park. After hours events are attendance limited and they include snacks. They're more expensive than the holiday parties, but because of the limited attendance. I'm told, like, again, I've never been able to do one, but I'm told that basically every attraction in the park is a walk-on. Yeah. And you could pretty much do every attraction in the park in that time frame. After like, anyone, anyone, you know, any of your, at least any of your top 10, you could do. So if mm -hmm. you're somebody who doesn't want to wait in line and you don't want to be hot and you just want to make sure that you're going to get these attractions done. I, you know, most of these happen at magic kingdom. So you're going to have to be magic kingdom focused for this particular one. But I think even though it is more expensive than a full day 
park ticket and two of the hours you're going to be dealing with regular day guest attendance. Just the fact that I could have three hours in the park and basically not wait longer than 10 to 15 minutes for any attraction, even those big ones like Splash Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Space Mountain, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I mean, take my money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to be hot. Cause it's going to be dark outside. <laughs> I I'm getting free Mickey bars and popcorn. I, I only see upside to it. And, and kind of on that as well. Like if you played, you know, we, it, I would help you figure out your everything. You can use that as your break day and go to the water park in the morning, go back to your resort, take a nap, relax, and go to the after hours party. Yes, like you said, you're paying a little bit more, but you you use that as your break day and you don't go to a park that day. You just take advantage of that three hours after and you just haul it and do whatever. Because then you know you're going to get those things done that you wanted to do. Yep. Because I think a lot of the stress, you know, a lot of the stress of going in the summer is, of course, the heat. But it's also the crowds because you're at peak crowd, especially in July. So, you know, it's one thing to be hot. You know, it's it's like one thing to be hot and wait 10 minutes for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train versus being hot and waiting two and a half hours for it. Mm -hmm. So to me and Magic Kingdom at night in the summer is like literally the most magical thing on earth to me as much as i trash on disney in the summer there really is something about the magic kingdom at night in a florida summer night (laughs) yeah so now you have to kind of pay attention because there are not always after hours events available they do different ones throughout the year they change them up I know one of the really popular ones was the Villains After Hours event. But again, everything's a little bit strange right now. So just kind of as you're looking out into 2022, just kind of pay attention and keep that on your radar as an option. So when they, you know, release dates for those kinds of things, you can check back with your travel advisor and have them hook you up. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have more? I have one more. Yeah. Um, so, sorry adults in advance. Um, when it's the middle of the day and 98 degrees out, don't drink around the world. <laughs> uh, stay, stay, be smart about your, I mean, this, you know, should go without saying, but be smart about your alcohol consumption. Um, alcohol and heat don't mix very well. I don't know if anybody knows that, but it doesn't. Um, You'll end up on the floor faster than Dawn at Animal Kingdom. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But just, you know, be, it sounds silly, but be smart, be responsible about what you're drinking. Because like that sugar and coffee and, and, you know, that kind of stuff, alcohol is going to do the same thing to you. So, you know, that's where... A park hopper would come into play if you're wanting to, let's say, drink around the world. 
go enjoy your park throughout the day and hop over to Epcot at night when it's a little bit cooler and drink at night when the sun's not beating on you. Totally agree with that. My last thing is, we did mention it somewhere earlier, is to schedule a non-park day to rest. Yeah. I know it can be hard for some people to, like, my family went to Disney, I don't know how many times before we started scheduling a non-park day. And now it's one of our favorite days of every trip. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so I know, I promise you, my family vacations like a bunch of crazy, insane people. It's like, just the mindset for every vacation is always, we're never going to come back here. It's a once in a lifetime trip. And guess what happens every time? <laughs> we love whatever place it is so much, we end up going back there. So just take take the day. There's still things to do. It's not, you know, I'm not telling you to just sit in your hotel room all day and not do anything. You can still go out and do things. You know, there's so many other things to do, but it's a day where you don't necessarily have to feel like you have to go get all of these things done. And also it's a day where you're just not standing in line. So, you know, enjoy your resort, explore other resorts, Make reservations for dining at other resorts. Enjoy Disney Springs. You know, we we talked about leaving in the middle of the day to take a break and shopping in the middle of the day to get out of the sun. Disney Springs is way less crowded in the middle of the afternoon than it's going to be if you try to go there, you know, at 7 o'clock at night or 6 o'clock at night because everybody's trying to get in over there to eat dinner and... If you head over there earlier in the day, like noon, you're going to have way less crowds and you can do some of the dining over there, do the aerophile balloon or the little amphi cars out in the lake. <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of things to do outside of the parks. So have a day where you're just like, well, let's go see what's over there. Why don't we go check out this hotel or, or, you know, just kind of play it by ear and see what you see. Yes. Breaks are important. Very. In the the summer, especially. Yeah. That's kind of my list. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all I got. Of course, wear cool clothes, you know. Of course, you want to look cute for your photo pass photos, but be mindful of fabrics. <laughs> yes. And don't feel bad about overpacking because especially if you're taking these breaks that we're talking about, figure you're looking at two or three outfits a day. Yeah. At least, at least shirts. Yeah. The sweat is real. <laughs> Pack deodorant to bring with you to the park. You know, little things like that. Remember your hygiene. And remember that there's people that don't listen to our podcast that don't know about this thing called hygiene. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a pretty big list. But again, doing Disney in the summer is totally worth it. If that's the only time you can go, 
you can still do it and really have a good time and enjoy it. There's just a different strategy to doing it than if you are going in January or really anytime, you know, like Christmas isn't going to have its own strategy. Oh yeah. The way that crowds move throughout is going to be different. So again, it's just like any other time of the year you would go, summer has its own strategy and you just have to pay a little closer attention to your body so you can keep yourself safe. And, but it's a, you know, it's still fun. There's still a lot to see and do. And so hopefully this will help everybody, everybody out with that. We're kind of pulling up to our stop, but look, if you've got a tip that you'd like to share, if we have any Disney summer fans out there, if you have a tip that you want to share, head over to our community on Facebook and let us know because we want to help as many people as we can be able to enjoy the summer months there. Much as I do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I do love the stay longer tip though. It really is. It seriously helps. It sounds really... That's a wrap on this episode. Thanks so much for riding the red line with us. Thanks again to my guest Katie Fisher from Pictures and Postcards Travel. If you are heading to the Disney parks or looking at booking a Disney cruise or Adventures by Disney experience, Katie can help you get the best prices and discounts along with custom planning and itineraries all at no cost to you. You can find her online at picturesandpostcardstravel.com on Facebook and Instagram at Pictures and Postcards Travel, or you can email her directly at kfisher at nyaaa.com. Now that you've had a listen, we invite you to join our Maine and Magic Friends community on Facebook to share your thoughts about the episode. You're welcome to pop in to share an idea, story, or photo and connect with other Disney fans. You can also ask questions, get and give advice, post updates from the parks, and just have fun. Head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash main and magic to join. If you've got a comment or a question, you can also email me at mainandmagic at gmail.com and you can find us on Instagram at mainandmagic. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. Thanks so much for listening, and of course, in the Disney tradition, around here, we don't like to say goodbye, so we say, see you real soon!